episode 118. This week I want to fill you in on some positive things that have been happening in terms of my um, ability to sort of do some things more food related advocacy um, lately. Uh, but anyway, I'll, in my last episode I spoke to, uh, I spoke about um, my job and um, I came through on a few promises that I made that to myself that I would do. I made a I wanted to, if you remember, I wanted to find a really good uh, gluten-free ginger cake recipe for my mother's birthday, and um, I found, I didn't find a gluten-free one, but I decided to just practice anyway, so I bought a cake tin, and I made the coconut macadamia, what is it, it's got so much in it, carrot coconut macadamia ginger cake from um, vegan with a vengeance. It's an incredible recipe. I've been dying to try it for ages and ages and ages. And you know, the first attempt, I didn't have two separate cake tins and I didn't cook it for long enough in the middle and stuff. But what I did is I took it over to my mother's as a, as a I wanted to just try it. Um, this was before her birthday. And we had a piece and it was actually really, really delicious. We just cut out the uncooked pit bit from the middle. And we took it to, and so then what I did is I went back to my job and I put it there um, by the bunny as I promised and everybody ate it and they said it was delicious so that's showing you know people that I'm I mean I always try to take something if there's an event and there's so many events at my job all the time food related events anyone who works in an office a lot of times you're in that situation there's somebody's leaving or somebody's starting or somebody's having a baby or somebody's I don't know got a promotion or whatever it is and everybody's like yeah we're gonna have food and you know how that goes so uh, I do bring stuff but I don't like being in the room and um, yeah like I said I've been having this issue so like even just I think yesterday was it there was a baby shower and I um, didn't bring anything and I'm really broke so I couldn't buy anything and um, we were all sitting around and you know the food is on the table and I wanted to leave once all the formalities were done but um, I the food always gets blessed and I just sit there and look at the wall because it's not blessed to me I'm not religious anyway I don't don't do prayer <laughs> uh, but um, anyway it's there was carrots and grapes and then the rest was non-vegan but there was carrots and grapes and then my, when they said okay everybody let's get eat and then the my colleague next to me turned to me and said oh there's nothing vegan for you except for the carrots and um, the grapes and I thought to myself just say yeah and go and help yourself to the carrots and I did I went and helped myself to the carrots and then I left as soon as I could um, but um yeah, I'm hoping that they're sort of getting the idea that it's not that I'm antisocial. We'll try. So anyway, the cake thing was great. So what I did is I brought it to work because it was the very next day. It was still fresh. Gave it there. Sent an email around and that was brilliant. And so I'm definitely going to do that more often. And um, a big, big thing that happened, really big thing that I ended up doing. Um, and uh, I want to share like a the amazing difference in New Zealand even, or in Auckland anyway, of availability of vegan businesses. Uh, so I suddenly decided to have a surprise 70th birthday party for my mother because it's a big, you know, birthday, you know, if you sort of care about those things. I mean, it's just one year difference from 69. But anyway, I just, I wanted to create a memory and I wanted to do something for her. 
I do love my mother. And I suddenly decided it had to be a surprise and I was going to rent a room because I don't have a place where I can have anyone come over. My place is too small. I can't have a dinner party here or even a lunch party. Um, I didn't want to do it at my mother's house because then she'd be stressed. It would be her house and she'd be trying to be hostess and all this kind of stuff. Um, None of us have a place. None of my family have a place that you can really host um, visitors except for my mother so I rented uh, a hall a room in a hall up the road from me and I frantically sent out invites to all the relatives and friends that I could get my hands on and I was, I was like thinking okay I have to do this entirely myself entirely myself because I want it to be completely vegan if other people had organized something from here, I was kind of waiting for people, to, I was kind of waiting to see what people were doing, and I was in a bit of a panic actually, I was like, you know, if one of her friends has this big massive party for her, which they might have done, you know, people do that for their old friends, and it was all, it would all be non-vegan, and oh, you know, I just was like, what, so no, nobody said to do anything, so I suddenly decided I was going to do it, and I was like, this means, the great thing was, because I was in control of it, and it was my party that I was planning, everything was going to be vegan, I mean, there was just no exceptions, but that meant I had to control the food, I had to deal with the food, I had to provide all the food, because I couldn't, I was going to tell people to bring fruit, but then I thought, no, if I, if, if I say bring fruit, they might bring a fruit slice, or they might bring this or that, so on the invitation that I sent, I was like, absolutely all food provided in big capital letters I didn't say it was vegan food I just said all food will be provided and I, I wanted people want to bring something so I said if you want to bring something you can bring fruit juice to drink and then that way they feel like they're not coming empty-handed so that was the plan and then I was thinking what on earth am I going to do because I just didn't know how I was going to make I you know all this food and and then um, I found out about a vegan deli. There is a vegan deli at the Parnell Farmers Market, and they actually the specialty in the business is really Kairoha, um nut cheeses. They make um, vegan cheese, and it's delicious. And um, they sell it at the market, but they also do catering and they make vegan quiches and vegan galettes which are kind of like this Mediterranean pizza style thing like a square thing and all this I mean just like pies and just sausage rolls vegan sausage, vegan cashew cheese rolls and all this all this stuff and fudge and um, they had these deli wraps that they were going to make but they didn't make them I ended up making some wraps to compensate because I did sort of want wraps but it was incredible. So I actually got the whole entire thing catered. I mean, I made some salads at my house. That was that was my con. I made a bunch of salads, but all the bulk of the food. And I I ordered like crap loads of, of the rolls because, I wanted food that. People were familiar looking. It was familiar looking to people, um, and I didn't want any. I just I just wanted to throw a vegan party, for my mother and there's going to be no cow's milk, no nothing, you know, no coffee or tea, because then everybody would be looking for the cow's milk, it was like juice and vegan food and water, <laughs> uh, but it went really well, I have to say, um, everybody came, all the food was divine, everybody loved it, the food went flying off the plates, I tried to take photos, I couldn't even take photos, and it was all catered, it was amazing, so I got to support this vegan business, and I'm definitely going to go there, and I didn't even get a chance to try hardly any of the food, because 
um, it just all got eaten. But um, they, I ordered heaps of fudge, and I, and then just two days ago, I took some of the leftover fudge to work, and I did it again. I was like, "There's some fudge by the bunny," and people ate the fudge, and so I'm, I'm going to be doing more of that um, at work. I'm going to keep my word to sort of try to. I'm going to try it out. I mean, you know. And um, but anyway, back to the party. So it was a great success. All the food was catered. It was incredible. Thank you so much to Kayaroha um, Nut Cheeses and Vegan Deli, which is a very small business. I believe one person runs it, um, and then they have a couple of people helping them. And there's a person who makes all the food, who I got to meet as well, which was lovely. So it was it was just so incredible to be able to have that done. I didn't I didn't have to. I jo- I chose to make some salads and things because it was just you know, I wanted to do something, but I mean, and next time I'm going to order whole quiches and whole pies from them because they do that. I wish I had thought of that at first because I ended up getting individual slices randomly, but I'm definitely going to. So I have this, you know, organization that I can get to cater things, like if I do an event or something like that, Um, because I still want to do that stuff. I mean, I still want to try to do that stuff. I mean, I'm just, I'm just not very good at getting people involved but I'm going to keep doing it and even if it is just me and even if it is just ends up being a party where that I throw for relatives you know they showed up you know I never show up to their parties but they showed up for my mother they did it for my mother I know that's because they love her and they wanted to be there for her um I'm actually um going to go to well you know I'll talk about that in a minute but apart from this beautiful food from the vegan deli I found out somebody um I actually asked um, Sophie, who makes our cupcakes for our stall, I asked her to make me a cake. (laughs) I was like, I'll pay you. Um, She pointed me towards this vegan cake shop. There is a vegan cake shop that has opened in Auckland, and it is unbelievable. The cake was magnificent, and it was delicious. And um, the cake shop is called La Noire vegan cake shop and that's l-a-n-o-i-x la noir i guess it's french i might be pronouncing it wrong in fact i probably am and you can look them up online and kayaroha is k-a-i-a-r-o-h-a kayaroha i hope i spelled that right off the top of my head and or you can just look up the vegan deli for pineal but anyway so i ordered this cake as well and i was going to make so I tried to make the cakes and it didn't come out very well, but I ended up making a second cake on the day before the surprise party, the actual day of my mother's birthday. The surprise party was the next day because I couldn't get the haul until the next day it was booked on her birthday. So I did make another carrot, macadamia, coconut, ginger cake and I took it and it came out much, much better. And um, we, I, I gave her that on her birthday, and um, I had a piece of it. I'm having a little bit of gluten, and I'm doing all right. I was kind of mostly gluten-free. I'm still going to be mostly gluten-free. So I did that, and um, she enjoyed it. And so she had that to share with all her friends who were going to be coming and visiting her, you know, for her birthday. And so she had something to offer them, and it was vegan. And um, But in terms of her party, I wanted a fancy-looking, gorgeous cake, and this cake really was amazing and everybody raved about it and they'll never forget that cake it was so delicious and it was so beautiful to look at beautiful work of art gorgeous colorful fresh fruit it was just beautiful so it was a total and utter success and it really that's the first time I've ever had the opportunity to do an event you know here I am wanting to do 
all these events that I've been wanting, that I've been talking about for five years and I've never managed to make happen, <laughs> you know. Um, I just, you know, just don't have what it takes or whatever to get people to come. But this, they came, for, you know, it was a party for my mother. So I'm like, I, you know, even if I, I mean, I'm just so glad I did it. And, uh, you know, and every most of, my, most of the people there know especially like my cousins and things that it was vegan and I they were asking questions and I got thank yous and thank you so much for the beautiful vegan food and you know I just feel like it was just it was a really big step for me it was a really big thing for me to do um I couldn't have done it without you know the people who helped me cater it well you know for them to make this stuff because it was just would have been too much for me to try to make food for 25 people um I just, you know, I rented some tablecloths and I rented some platters because that's a great way of recycling. You know, renting stuff is recycling, really. And um, I rented the halls so the tables were provided and the chairs were provided. And it was a nice room that led out to a playground, a children's playground, because there were kids there. My cousin has kids. So, um, but it was, for me, it was really big boost for my sort of self-esteem, for my vegan advocacy for my organizational abilities to throw a successful vegan party I'm generally so antisocial um, and I just um, I didn't have to deal with there was nothing like one of the one of my mother's friends contacted me and was like are you sure we can't bring any food are you sure and they were just concerned like oh you're gonna do all this yourself and I was like absolutely no food no you're not bringing anything I will be upset if you bring something because I could have said oh no well if you want to bring something make sure it's vegan and this is vegan and that's vegan but sadly and I might have to work on this I have a really hard time trusting people in general but not not out of thinking they'll be malicious but that they'll just they just won't and I was going to explain it and explain it over a phone call one time that's not really you know as we know um, people have to really, really sort of investigate and really get it before they understand. And so, you know, I could say, yes, you have to be vegan. And they say, oh, yes, 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 vegan, it's vegan. And then, you know, it would have honey in it or something like that. And so I just, I just, I was tra planning all this at the last minute all by myself. And I just wanted to keep it, I wanted to basically control the food. <laughs> I'm sure you can all understand. So I did. And um, it, it was, it was fantastic. And the food was fantastic. And it was delicious, and there was a variety. There was, um, you know, rolls, and there was pies, but there was quinoa salad, and I made some wraps with some smoked tempeh and salad, and I made a potato salad with vegan mayonnaise. I mean, you know, it was, um, the crowd was kind of like, like, I knew a lot of people wouldn't go for the quinoa salad because they just didn't know what it looked like. <laughs> they're just like, what is that stuff? You know, this is just, they're just not used to it. But the people who knew that it was delicious would eat it. And then my mother told me that one of my my cousin's husband um, was like, oh, I'm not going to eat that. What is it? My mother said, try some, it's delicious. And he tried it and he went back for seconds, um, which is good. So now he knows about quinoa and he, he eats it. He will hopefully eat it again. But yeah, it was a it was a really big deal. And I've always wanted to do things at this community center. It's really cheap and it's really close for me. Knowing that I can get things catered is a huge weight off my mind. I mean, um, I don't expect to have, to be able to have, uh, like I, I want to show Gary Francione's videos and I want to have presentations on the abolitionist approach. 
Um, I've always wanted to do those things. But even just like if it's a little reading group or something about Gary Francione's books, I've wanted to do that as well. At least I can, um, I don't know. I mean, it was just great because I've I just always wanted to do something and I, I really have never had the chance to make it happen. I just, I just, um, I just, I just, I'm not good at that. But this was great because it was a, it was a, it was an example for me that I can organize something. I can send invitations. I can rent a room. I can organize food and tables and chairs and set everything up and it can go off, you know, and it was just a really big boost for my, um, for me, for my self-confidence in that, in that way. Of course, it's totally different from like a, a 70th birthday party compared to like an animal rights night, but I hope you know what I'm, what I'm saying anyway. And then, um, this Monday is a public holiday here and I'm going to another 70th birthday of my aunt and it's going to be at a pub and they all came to this party um, despite the fact that I never go to anything so I'm going to go down and give her a present but I'm not going to stay for the meal like I you know I just won't so they're all going to sit down for this um, for this um, non-vegan meal and I won't be there um, for because I I have a reason not to be there, and it's actually nothing personal. So they know, and even before they accepted the invitation, because this is like the same week. They're the same. My mother and and my aunt, um, the same. Um, not that's my uncle's, my mother's brother's wife. So they're not biologically related. So my my, my aunt turns seventy, and then a week later, my aunt turns seventy. They've always had the sa- they're the same age, and then this is a big one. So she's having her big seventieth bash, but it's going to be, it's going to be you know obviously non-vegan, and I'm I'm sticking to my I'm sticking to my self self-preservation. Um, and I'm going to take a walk around the lake while they're all eating. I'll I'll take a picnic lunch or I'll do whatever. And I'll go after they've all finished eating. And I'll give her her gifts and I'll talk to everyone and I'll do all that. And the really good thing, I really do think, you know, I have to say that I think that throwing this party, this vegan party, um, this um, vegan party that I threw with, with all of these group of relatives, and they really saw how dedicated I am to, to to veganism and how I am not averse to having a party and I am not averse to throwing, for having food and having everybody gather around and have food. They now see that. They can't say that I'm that I'm just this antisocial or that I'm doing. They can see that I love doing that. And I think, you know, my mother has, I, I have wrote back when I was invited to their party and said, yes, um, I will come, but I will not be. I will not be there for the meal. I will come after the meal, and um, uh, and I think that they just were thinking, oh, for goodness' sake, you know. But then after, now, after the party, I think they're being more understanding about it some, for some weird reason, and um, we've organised that. You know, I'm gonna because it's going to be really cold and. There's not much to do in this little town where we're going. There's just really not. And it's going to be a public holiday, so everything's going to be closed. So they've arranged that. Um, so my uncle and aunt said I could go back to their place, which is very kind of them. But it's quite a drive. And it would just, by the time I drove all the way there, I would have to drive all the way back. And I was like, no, I don't, you know, I just, 
I'll just walk around and then they've said well there's a lake and they've told mum there's a lake nearby here's a, here's a map here you has here how you get there she can go to the lake and I'm going to take mum's car so if it rains or whatever I can I can um sit in the car and then mum will text me when they've stopped eating and I will go and um yeah and I think somehow or other this event that I threw was a breakthrough um with me for my family in terms of their relating to me um they'd never allow me to advocate to them um and I didn't advocate on the day we were I was busy running around like crazy trying to make sure my mother was happy but it was advocating in a way that it was all vegan and um I don't know so I'm doing pretty good I think I'm I'm getting there yeah I'm getting there um but I'm definitely um you know I don't think I'll ever be able to achieve uh, for example you know organize anything events or anything like for animal rights or anything like that I think it's always just going to be me and maybe another person helping me you know Bubs is fantastic you know advocate to stand by me and William before he started working when he was um in school and then after he left school he would do help me do the street stall as well and other people have helped me as well in the past do the street stall but it's always been like just one or two or three of us but you know just you just do it and I I'm always 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 going to do it always um because I can and um yeah I'm I'm kind of sad that I can't seem to um get other people to do it with me or um in there you know we get a lot of promises from people who say yeah I want to do it too but um I haven't been able to um sort of make it happen and I'm I mean the whole part of a grassroots movement is you help each other and the the people who have more help those who have less so i will pay for printing and i will give these people leaflets i have done that i will they can use my table i will pick them up and go and get them and drop them off if needed you know anyone i will do you know and that's and we help each other in our communities you know like that's the whole point of of a grassroots movement there are some people who um need um you to go with them i i went with someone a long time ago and nothing's i've never done anything since but they t- said to me they wanted to try it they wanted to do a t- tabling with me they knew about this little flea market um that uh was in their neighborhood that they had told me about and so i said hey let we'll make it happen and i provided all the gear and i went as well and i drove and you know and um you know we we have to do that it can't just be it can't just be one person or two people everybody needs to to actually get off your ass and do it um so but the good news is is that one person or two people in in a community can do heaps you can do heaps you can really do some amazing things with just a couple of people um and um anybody you reach any individual that you reach on that day when you do your street stall or when you 
whatever walk around do your leafleting or if you leave literature and they pick it up and they go home and there's them and their conscience and their mind and their heart and they're on the internet and they are following the links that you provide in your and the thing that you've left and and they go vegan and they get it and they see the interconnectedness of all oppression and they decide that they're not going to be a part of it anymore and then they can be an example to their families and friends I mean that is huge it's huge it's worth every second of time it's worth every second of time that you spend doing that and um, you know I honestly in the last um, however long it's been since I you know started sort of trying to actually be active I I don't actually think I've I've had anyone tell me directly maybe it has happened that they you know went vegan um, I often don't have any contact after the fact on my street so I, I, I only started doing a mailing list when we started our tabs chapter we started a mailing list and um, you know to be honest nobody ever ever emails us <laughs> we write emails we write group emails and we send photos and you know we try, I'm trying to do everything right be friendly and send the photos and if you're interested in how you know and I don't think I've had we we just nobody writes back <laughs> so we're sending this email to this list of like 50 people and we never get a response from any of them so I've kind of I stop. I stop doing it. I mean, if it doesn't continue and I'm not getting any responses at all, I'm not comfortable with continuously, continuously sending emails like, "Come on, everybody, write back, write back." You know, if they're not going to write, if they're going to want, if they want to write back, they're going to write back. So I can't control what other people do, but um, I definitely um, can keep doing what I'm doing, and I I know that I've gotten people thinking about veganism because it happens in front of my eyes and we have had someone go vegan at the stall right in front of my eyes but they were they were talking to um emmy at the time and when emmy told them about the dairy cows they went vegan in front of my, our eyes and i can safely say that because they kept coming back this person kept coming back to us in the following weeks and were telling us yes 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 I'm vegan yes I'm learning about this I'm looking up e-numbers I'm getting it I'm doing it and they stayed you know I mean I can't say what they're doing now but it seemed to me to be a clear indication because I've had so many people at the store tell me I'm going vegan but I can't I can't say that that for sure means they've gone vegan I mean words are cheap you know and they leave and i don't see them again so unless they come back like this other person did and say yeah I really did it I'm really doing it um just because somebody stands there and says yes I really do get this I'm going vegan I'm like excellent that's great and I hope it's true but I can't for sure say that they did just because they said it in that one moment but you know it's still worth it it's still you're still getting people to think and the bottom line is if you look around you I mean anybody who um comes along now and goes vegan and checks out the movement they're going to see the abolitionist movement and it's a real movement it's real it's there it's concrete it's getting bigger it's known it's no longer uh this fringe thing still hugely in the minority 
don't get me wrong, in terms of numbers, but when you look at the, um, it's real, so the, that's the beautiful thing. So you've got these new vegans coming along, and they've got a tangible movement that they can be part of, and there's lots of people doing it, it's not just a few people. So the peop the kinds of people in the world who are only comfortable with safety and numbers, and it seems to be to me like uh, seems to me to be like a huge amount of people, they um, even their sort of fears or whatever or, or their sort of social conditioning, they can they can um, find a lot of numbers um, of people who really are getting it and really get it, and um, you can be part of that. Um, you have to do it. You have to do it and make it happen. And, you know, you constantly have to work on yourself. And I, like I said, I'm, I've been at this job in this building for over three years. And I'm still, uh, I'm not confident that I've, you know, that I've done, I've been the best, you know, person I can be. I mean, I'm still working on, on things. Um, and you just always, always improve, always get, you get more comfortable, you get more used to the, not only do you, you understand the ideas, that's why it's so, so important to learn the abolitionist approach, you have to internalize it, you have to understand it in order to articulate it properly, so you have to read Gary Francian's books, Go to the website and read it and, and um, listen to the interviews and take your time doing that. You, don't, you can't do it all in one day. But um, just if you really want to if you really want to become an advocate, it's imperative that you do that because then you can articulate these ideas and, um, and, you, and you end up doing it in your own words in that moment because you can't, I mean I don't have a photographic memory so I have to articulate the ideas in that moment in my own words but there are certain there's there's terminology rhetoric that you learn you learn about sentience you learn about the property status and and um, the fact that animals are chattel property and um, you learn about um, you know the definition of veganism and and you can explain that to people and you can explain why you know why do vegans not use animals and so um and you just and you have to practice you know you have to practice at it and so that's really the only way that you can be a voice is if you open your mouth really isn't it you have to open your mouth and i hide behind my you know my table and that works for me and i and i i, I, mean, I do what i have i do what i can do uh, and like I say, I'm lucky I have a job, so I can help other people who are serious, I can give them, you know, I give them, I've done it heaps of times, I've given away stuff, and I've said, I, you know, I'll help you make it happen, you actually have to do it though, I can't come and do it for you every time, if you're serious, you have to set yourself up, I would love to help you set yourself up in any way, but the actual doing of it, the actual getting up and leaving the house and going out into the community and actually doing it, you know, everybody has to actually do their part. You can't um, just look to other people to do that, do that for you. And that's actually the great thing about Tavs is that they've got this vegan challenge where they say, "Get off your ass and and do it." And people 
have been, you know, getting out there and doing what's comfortable for them. People who aren't comfortable doing um, a stall or who don't have the resources or who just, it's a logistical nightmare for them, they don't know where to begin, they can do leafleting and leafleting doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you have to um, and leafleting doesn't mean that you have to go up and hand people a leaflet you can leave them you know you can leave them places um, you know so it's about people actually have to get out there and do it and um, that's what a grassroots movement is all about um, as an abolitionist you're going to have a lot of disagreement from people and you have to learn how to deal with those disagreements this is other vegans I'm talking about this is people who are going to try to they're going to find out you're vegan they're going to leap all over you and say hey sign this petition against shark finning or um, write this letter to this politician about uh, you know uh, whatever the campaign is that the welfarist groups are doing and um, it's it's important for you to if you if you if you understand why it's actually not helping and why it's actually detrimental, you know you need to be able to articulate to that 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 to them at least or at least articulate it in a way that it, that you can, you know it makes sense to you. Like there was there was I couldn't articulate things properly un until I had internalized them and they and I was able to put the ideas in that moment because like I said I don't have a photographic memory. Um, so, you know, once you've internalized the ideas and the concepts and you get it, you're unstoppable. And you always go back to speciesism. Always. The minute anybody tries to throw you with something, you just think, if this was human beings that we were talking about right now, what would I be saying? What would I do? Um, because we're all speciesist. We're all speciesist, human-centric. And um, use that use your history of speciesism to your advantage to be able to break through and get through to these people because you have been there your mind used to work that way you were in um, you were totally disconnected from what you know the products that you were using uh, you know I mean everybody's different everybody's got their own experiences but as a whole every everybody who's become vegan at a you know at a at a at least from a teenager on, um, or even even younger, they they had species mindsets before that, and so you can use this to your advantage in order to bridge the gap and get these people to understand the way you were allowed, you know, given the opportunity to under understand. And like for example, um, I mean, I do it all the time at work. I try. I mean, um, I bought I bought. A present for the woman who's having a baby. I bought her a, an organic cotton um, baby suit, and um, because I'm not comfortable giving money to collections, you know how everybody sends around the envelope because it's somebody's party, it's somebody's going away or whatever, and they want to buy them a present. Well, I don't want to give money towards. They might buy an animal product, and I don't want. I don't want my money to go towards that. Um, so I, I, you know, but rather than not give, like, oh, she's stingy or she's antisocial again, you know, we get this, just because we don't want to participate in exploitation, uh, you know, you can get your own little present, 
you know, for people that's vegan, that's comfortable, that's from you, and that can be what you can do, and it can be something little, if you can't afford, like, when you have a big collection, you can put $2 in the envelope, and they end up getting a $100 gift card, and you're like, oh, I contributed to that, but when it's just you, and you can only afford $2, I'll buy her a little vegan chocolate heart, you know, make a little card, I mean, you know, and um, so I remember when the envelope was going around, um, I was like, oh, I bought a gift because it's a baby shower, and then we were talking about it, and I said, yeah, because I don't want to give, I don't want to give money, because what if they buy something with wool in it, I mean, there's heaps of wool in baby's clothes and things, merino especially, they use a lot here, I don't know about everywhere else, and I'm thinking, you know, I can't, and then, you know, that made my colleague, you know, you can say stuff like that, be, be true to yourself, be vocal about it, when the opportunity arises, just be vocal about it, um, you don't even really have to look so much for the opportunities they present themselves all the time and I have to tell you I was showing the photos of because I was everybody knew that I was planning this party because I get along with everybody at my job they're really kind interested people they were really excited to hear about my party I told them all about the vegan deli and all the catering and I was like I'm not allowing anybody else to bring any food and they all nodded their head because they know they know that wasn't a surprise to them. They weren't sitting there thinking, gosh, why is Elizabeth wanting to control the food so much? They know. They know why. I mean, I wish that they would internalize it and go vegan. I'm, I'm doing the best I can to try to, you know, I don't know, facilitate that. But when I showed the photos of the cake, and I actually, the next day, there was a little, we, we, we there was plenty of cake for everybody, and everybody got a piece, but we kept it a little bit behind, and my mum took some home, and she gave me a bit to come to take home, and the next day, I had some of the cake, and I shared it with my colleague, who sits next, who sits in, you know, the other cubicle behind me, you know, we're all in little, well, not in cubicles, but we're in, like, little, I don't know how to describe it, there's, like, two walls, you've got, like, two walls or you've got at least a wall and your desks are kind of separated by walls I don't know but there's a lot of open space in my office don't get me wrong but anyway um, and she was thrown I mean blown away by the cake it was really really good cake and she started asking what's this website and and um, and then we got to talking a little bit more and then I sent her the Dan Peraro um, comic where it's about the gorillas um, the, the gorilla is standing looking enormous and muscly and muscly and then there's I believe a stoat or a weasel a little carnivore saying um, no meat at all are you sure you're getting enough protein and while I don't like to focus on meat or anything like that the cartoon is the cartoon is priceless for those people who are like you have to eat meat for protein it's it's great and it goes with all my other I have it at my stall I have the picture and people laugh out loud and it makes them think I see people come up read it and then they just laugh. And let me tell you, they do not come to me and say, so, do you get enough protein? Nobody who reads that cartoon asks me that. <laughs> we can talk about other more important things. <laughs> so um, I, I forwarded her a copy of that because I can't remember how it came up, but I forwarded it to her. And yeah, it's just these little things, these little, little things, little things. Create the atmosphere, create the, create the dialogue, make it happen. Um, you can be, you, you know, you're, if you're the only vegan in your office, or if there's only two of you, then you are the only ones the animals have, you are, you are it, you are the only ones they have, now that's a big responsibility, but you have to just shoulder it, you know, we all do, 
we owe it to them. And if we were in their position, we would obviously want the same. So, um, yeah, and anyway, there's, there's more and more, more and more people. And um, you can just, just do it and do what suits your personality and try it and, and um, give it a go and, and um, you know, it, you don't have to argue with people all the time if you don't want to. Uh, even if you do a stall, you don't have to argue with people all the time. Uh, you can only sort of invite people who are, who want to talk about veganism. You can give them advice, and then you're actually doing you're doing good. You're helping people who want to go vegan. There's nothing more pri- I mean, that's priceless. Helping people who want to go vegan. What a beautiful thing to do. Not dissuade them or um, lie to them that they have to go vegetarian first. Um, so yeah, so I think I'm I'm um, quite pleased. It was a really it was a really big deal for me to put on this party. It's the first I can honestly say, apart from just the dinners that I cook for just my mother and or and my brother or just my father, um, who kind of have to you know have to put up with me really. I mean, what are they, you know? I mean, we're sort of stuck with each other. But I was avo- I've been avoiding you know all sort of contacts because it's always been non-vegan with with all the, my these other relatives and and um, I got to. I got to make this happen, so I mean, I'm grateful to my mother for turning seventy, <laughs> and um, and it was it was a really positive thing, a really really positive thing. It was a huge amount of work, and it was extremely expensive, and I am so so incredibly broke <laughs> uh, right now. But I'll get it. I'll get it paid again next week. I get paid again, and yeah, I'll be fine. My rent's paid, and I've got a roof over my head. I mean, I'm just saying, I've spent all my cash. Uh, but it was it was so worth it. It was so incredibly worth it. So I haven't done. So I've been planning that for a couple of weeks, and um, the last time I've done any anything was this um, last event that I did. I haven't done uh, my street stall. It's it's now winter here, and it's been really cold. Um, but I'll you know I'll get out there and um, do it, and have cupcakes, and jump around, and flap my arms, and run up and down the the steps to keep warm and um and you know I'll meet a person who's they're gonna be thinking and I know it's you know it's gonna happen and I oh here's another thing um they're under my flat where I live uh they are redoing all of the pipes because the it's a very very old old building it's a house it's divided into four apartments or flats and um the pipe the piping and the you know the water pipes are really old and so the, the the landlord has got someone to come and and he's replacing them and he so the the plumber who came and fixed the garden he was the one who he I don't know if I mentioned this to everybody but he's like I'm, I'm thinking of I'm uh, he's mentioned about going vegan and for him it was it was a health thing um that was why he said it he said I'm going to um go vegan and I said well hang on are you is it are you going to eat a vegan diet because I was like, it's more than a diet, and he was kind of like, oh, well, you know, he kind of just brushed it off, and he was like, the the Seventh-day Adventists have really got it, you know, right, and they promote the diet, you know, Seventh-day Adventists, it's to do with their religion, um, but anyway, it was, I was not expecting it, um, if you, if you are sucked in by stereotypes, which we all can be, um, 
this sort of gumboot wearing, um, big bellied, um, uh, brisk, you know, plumber was, was surprised me when he was saying, when he was seriously saying to me, yeah, I, and I actually, I actually gave him um, a pamphlet actually. Um, but now the other guy, the one who's doing all of the draining and there's a big burly construction worker, uh, I, I was on my way to, can't remember what, the, on the weekend, getting ready for my mum's party, I think I was going to pick up some of the stuff the day before, and he was there with his truck, and he was like, hey, we're going to be doing some work, I'm just here a day early, but we're gonna. and he looked at, at my bumper sticker, because I've got the bumper sticker that says, um, be vegan, sorry, that says, uh, be vegan, make peace, and then they've got the tabs bumper sticker that says whyveganism.com, and he said, oh, so you're a hard, so he was looking at the back of my car, and he's like, ah, so you're a hardcore vegan, right, now we've talked a little bit about veganism before, because I've met him before when he's come around to do work, and I said to him, well, there's really no hardcore, <laughs> it's not about, you're either vegan or you're not, there's no, and he said, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in veganism, he told me, I swear to you, I swear this happened. I'm really, really interested in this vegan thing, he told me. I'd really like to talk to you about it. Well, I said, I would be more than happy. And um, I uh, said, I've got information and I've got pamphlets for you. Um, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give them to him. And um, he's been under the house up to his knees in mud. So I haven't really, and I've had to go back to work because um, he started doing this on Monday, but he's still around, and I'm gonna, you know, do it, and I mean, this is because veganism is becoming more, it's out there, you know, so all this nonsense, I mean, this nonsense that the welfareists have been saying, that when we're promoting, we our vocal promotion of veganism and stuff is creating, is going to create a barrier and that people are going to run away. It is so being proven wrong. If we weren't out there doing, if people weren't out there doing that, promoting veganism, 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 the word vegan, 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 this guy, this, you know, person, he would not have, you know, come up to me and, and said, I'm really thinking about this vegan thing. Five years ago, he would have looked at my bumper sticker and said, what's a vegan? And then again, but hey, I would have still jumped on the chance. And, you know, I'm not saying it would have been wasted, but the word vegan would have been, would have inspired it both times, you know, for the fact. So this is what's, this is what's happening. And you have to be ready for it because it'll catch you off guard. It'll catch you off guard. Um, you know, uh, and then there are, are other people who who have heard it, and and you know they are not wanting to well, not wanting to hear about it. And you know that's fine. That that's what's going to happen. People are resistant to change, but they're having to hear about it whether they like it or not. And then some of their friends are becoming interested, and in, and their close circle of friends. So while you might not like, you might meet somebody, and they might be like, "I'm not interested. I am so not interested. Don't even don't even go there." And you think, okay, that person. Is completely and utterly shut down in this moment to talking to me about veganism. But you might have come into contact with people who are in touch with them, their circle of friends, who aren't shut down to it, and who they, you know, can be influenced by, and who they can observe, and who they can, you know, feel comfortable with. And you and you and if you help those people who are more open to it, and then they are in contact with this friend, and then that friend has no choice. I mean, you know, everybody's worried about being isolated. Oh, I'm worried about being isolated. Well, I'm not because I'm, I mean, I, I was glad to throw this party and everything, 
because it gave me a boost. But I mean, I can't wait for everybody to go vegan so I can just stay home and read my books with my cats. It's, I mean, I really mean that. I'm just... But uh, what, what, once, you know, if we keep this going, and we will, then the people who are really shut down and who are going to insist on bringing animal products and who are going to want to insist on having that kind of barbecue, they're going to be the ones who are going to fear being isolated because all of their friends are going to be like, are you kidding? No way. We're not having that. You know, we're not having that kind of party. If you want to come to our party, it's a, you know, it's a vegan party. Now, I know that a lot of the resentment towards, um, towards um, vegans is that, well, they you know, non-vegans don't, they want us to come to their parties, they don't care, they want us to, to, um, you know, that we can bring vegan food, and we're not excluding them from the parties, well, it's not that we're excluding people from the parties, we're just excluding the bringing of the, of the products of violence, so they're like, well, we allow you to bring vegan food, well, you know, that's a very shallow, they're missing, the, you know, they're really, really missing the point there, aren't they, um, we would welcome for them to bring vegan food too, you know, if they want to come to our party, they can either come without food at all, and that's like, hey, that's easy, then they can eat all the food there, but if they want to contribute, they can, and they ought, I mean, I did this, I did this party because I was, I just couldn't be bothered dealing with the stress of trying to tell 20 people, you know, please, please make sure your food is being, and I just wanted to control in this moment, but, um, if I throw another party for, say, my mum's 70th, first, or whatever, then I'm sure these people would actually, I could actually be able to have a dialogue with them, and say, bring vegan food, and then they would have a recipe and stuff, because now we've sort of broken the ice with this, with this event, so it's not, I mean, we, yeah, so, and so when things turn around, we're not going to be the ones who are going to feel like, oh, well, we're going to lose all our friends and we're not going to be invited anywhere and we're not going to be able to go anywhere because it's going to be the other way around. I mean, think about it. It's inevitable, right? And I'm not saying I want to ostracize people or I want to um, be, you know, I want to make people feel lonely or isolate people. No, it's just the tide is going to turn. I mean, the tide is going to turn. It's inevitable. It's just the defeatism, the defeatism that people have, I find that, I find that really hard to bear, because you know what, even if you really feel overwhelmed, you have no right to give up, no right at all, I'm really sorry to say that, you have no right to give up, because there are still, we still have such a long way to go, there are still billions and trillions of victims right now this moment and the f you know the future do we really want this to keep happening to future victims no we obviously don't so even if in your private heart of hearts you are despairing don't you dare infect other people with that despair and put it out there and go on Facebook page and put despairing comments. You know, I'm not saying don't share your truth. Like, oh, I feel full of despair, but don't announce that it's, you know, don't don't be defeatist. It doesn't help. We need optimism. We need hope. Realism is great. And you can, I'm not saying don't share your feelings. Like, I feel really overwhelmed sometimes and I just sometimes feel like, I just, you know, I can't take it anymore, it's like, it depresses me, and, and all these kinds of things, you know, that's, that's fine, but don't be defeatist, and don't, and don't spread defeatism, and pessimism, and, 
and giving up. Don't 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 come around, especially on abolitionist vegan page, and do that. It is most certainly not welcome on my page. I know that. I don't like defeatism at all. I think it's actually quite self-indulgent, because um, most of the people that I encounter on the internet have computers, and are quite privileged, and um, really um, have very little to complain about in the grand scheme of things. Okay, I'm not saying all. I'm not saying all. I know that there are people who may just be at their local library and they might be hungry and they might be suffering. And I'm not saying that everybody who's on the internet is rich or whatever, but most of the people that um, are vocal and coming on and going on about defeatism, they, they seem to me, or I've never really seen anyone who wasn't kind of in a privileged position. I mean, it's easy to sort of, I mean, what, what, how is it going to affect them if they give up? I mean, it's really not going to affect them, is it? Because they're still fine. They've got food. They've got, you know, they just, does if defeatism doesn't affect them, then that's what's so unforgivable about it to me. And you find the, the most downtrodden, deprived, um, you know, people, they're, they're the, they are the ones saying, come on, you know, don't give up, you know, we can change this, we can make it happen, because it directly affects them. They are suffering because of it. They need it to change. They personally are experiencing it and they need it to change, you know. So I really find the defeatism really, um, I just don't agree with it. When it happens, I try to try to sort of speak out against it and say, don't be defeatist. Or not here. If you want to go be defeatist, please go somewhere else. Student is not welcome here. Defeatism is not welcome. And you know, little things like, like I say, like this, um, these people are um, mentioning, uh, you know, veganism, and it's it's the difference is so big between five years ago to now. Um, it's astonishing. It really is. It's astonishing the difference. And um, yeah, it gives me gives me lots of hope. So, um, and I am constantly trying to work to better myself, do what I can do in my community, and um, yeah, I'm, I've always, you know, wanted to do that, and I'm always going to do it. I wish that other people would do it. I really, really do, big time, um, and maybe they will, you know, maybe we're just taking our time down here or maybe there's things going on that I don't know about I mean I'm not the be all and end all I mean maybe there are people who are out there and they're doing it and they don't feel the need to write to me and tell me about it or I do think it's really useful to post um, to post photos and stories of yourself doing it because there's all this um, myth about how vegan education is is bad or you can't do it or it doesn't work or it's it's uncomfortable or people get angry or all this kind of negative stuff and you know the more people who can provide living examples that's why I always posted photos even of you know this messy little you know table that didn't look fancy or anything the point was that you know it can be done and um, it does inspire it does inspire other people so if you are um, doing it or maybe people are not wanting to tell me because they just like refuse to promote Gary Francione or something like that, <laughs> which I don't like. But um, you know, just just do it and and post you know post photos of yourself. You don't have to tell me about it. You don't have to write to me, but post f in, the, in your community and stuff for the other vegans in your community. Show them how it's done. Inspire them with your stories and your and your photos. Um, of of the things that you're doing, um, 
you know and um and I do believe that that's important but if you're really just you want to be one of the unsung heroes and you're quiet and you're shy and you just can't be bothered taking a camera along and you're just doing it I mean you're still doing it and I just love you for doing it so that's that's great but um I do yeah I do think that we kind of people do need inspiration so um it is I, I think it's really nice to to show other people because there's all different kinds of things that you can do as well and as long as you know you're not compromising the moral message and you don't have to compromise the moral message to do it that's what we're trying to show people all right uh i will be back and hopefully with more uplifting stories about or successes on my part but i will also share obviously my failures and they are many because that's all part of learning and growing and it's part of the therapy and yes if i feel down by, about something or something bothers me I will come and and I will share and get it off my chest because that's also part of my therapy but I'm not allowed to be defeatist and if I ever become defeatist or if I ever say anything defeatist you anyone is very welcome to chasten and, and chastise me for it and I will snap out of it because sometimes you get lost in yourself and you need other people to tell you about yourself the painful truths don't we know it okay uh, thanks so much for listening and i'll be back bye